to Sex Wars Episode 5. Here, as always, with my co-host, Annika O'Brien, and our special guest today, Mr. David Silverman, the well-known atheist activist, previously of American Atheists, uh, but recently had to leave the organization due to uh, some Me Too-style scandal, which is what we're mostly here to talk about today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm better than I have been over the past year, and I'm really glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Nice. So uh, some people in the audience aren't going to be super familiar with everything that's going on. Uh, Some some people I'm sure know you. I I know you originally from the Bill O'Reilly interview, the whole tide comes in, tide goes out thing. I saw, I remember seeing that several years ago. Uh, That was a good clip, but why don't you give us a sort of recap of what's been going on with you the last year? Well, <laughs> where do I start? So um, in fall of tw- in spring of 2018, um, uh, there were two false Me Too allegations against me. Um, and I say false Me Too allegations because both women lied. Um, and uh, I will just, I'll, I'll give you the, the short, the shortened version of the story. Uh, so that everybody can get caught up. Um, I had been uh, married for 27 years, 28 years. Um, The marriage was um, on the skids. We were sleeping in separate rooms, and uh, we'd been on the skids for some time. Um, And we were were somewhat, we were a pretty, uh, a moderately incompatible couple um, in certain ways. Um, And uh, I cheated. I cheated on my wife um, twice. Uh, once in 2011 or 2012, rather, um, when a, uh, a co-ed made a pass at me, came on to me real hard. Uh, she was 22 years old. Um, I said yes when I should have said no. Um, the uh, she, she came to me in the morning before lunch, called herself the good kind of stalker, stayed with me um, <laughs> massively, had lunch with me stayed with me, took a picture with me in the afternoon, stayed with me. Uh, when we went to dinner, she sat next to me. We flirted under the table. We tickled, we, we, we held hands under the table. We went back to my hotel after that. It was a long walk from the hotel, from the dinner to the hotel, a long walk, maybe a mile. Uh, she wasn't drunk, but she claimed she was now. Uh, she claimed she was too drunk to consent. And she claims that she um, felt like she couldn't say no, which mm. bullshit, because I never told her that she couldn't say no. I never hinted at anything like that. And by the way, she came after me and stayed with me all day long. So it wasn't mm. like I was saying, Hey, you know, have sex with me or I won't give you a job or have sex with me and I will give you a job. I didn't know. She did say on that walk back to the hotel that she wanted a job. And Wait, I told her real no. quickly. Uh, that's what I, that's why I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to that part of it where you told her no that if you that if you fucked her she couldn't have a job that you Correct. couldn't that'd be a um, conflict of interest. Right, and th- and that was before we did anything. And I thought in my mind that that cleared me as far as the ethical issues. I know that there's a power dynamic issue because the president of an organization. Okay, so there's some power dynamic issue here. The president of an organization. She's a 22-year-old. She wants a job. I know she wants a job. Um, she asked for a job. I said no. I should have not gone through with it after that, right? But uh, I did. 
Um, we went back to my hotel room. We had sex. Um, and um, six years later, she decided that she was too drunk to consent back then. Um, or she told some, she told her friend a year and a half later that she would, that she had sex with me and that she was too drunk to consent. She wasn't. Um, I, I, we had a long walk back from the hotel. She was, she could have easily passed any sort of sobriety test. She was sober as far as I could tell. Um, and the second person was the, um, wife of a board member, uh, 2015, um, uh, it was, uh, Beth Presswood, Rachel Elizabeth Presswood, um, uh, wife of Matt Dillahunty, the board member, Matt told her not to have sex with me. She told me that Matt told her not to have sex with me. We had sex anyways. It was a moral failing on a couple points because I cheated on my wife and I had sex with my friend's wife uh, against his wishes. Okay, let me ask you something right yeah, there. Yeah, I wanted because, you uh, to clarify something as well. People in the chat uh, last week when we talked about this were saying that you were in an open relationship with your wife. That's not true. That's not mm -hmm. accurate. Okay, so what would lead Matt to tell his wife not to have sex with you? Oh, because they had an open relationship. Okay, they did. So they had an open relationship, and Beth and I were playing for a matter of hours. Alexa, send Scooter home. Sorry, sorry. My, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> my Roomba just went off. Hold on. Okay. So, so um, right. So, so Matt. And she asked him for permission, basically. In the, in the middle. So, so we started playing, and apparently, before we started playing. She told, because we were playing for hours, and um, apparently during that time, she told him that, and then in the middle of our play, he called, he had a special ring, she let it go to voicemail, she recognized the ring, um, then she left. Then, hours later, she came back to my room, uninvited, well, not uninvited, but not invited, um, so told me that Matt told her not to play with me, she wanted to play anyways, took my hand, led me to the bedroom, and we played more. Then when I say we played, we play, I, it, notice how I said play and not so much fucking because um, we were a BDSM thing. The, the attraction was BDSM. I'm a dom. Do you, really quickly, do you want to go over how you knew that? Like what, just really quickly. We were, we were flirting uh, at dinner, sitting next to each other at dinner. And then we went into, um, we ducked into a little alcove outside dinner. So dinner was at a restaurant with a bunch of people that was a block or so away from the hotel. So on the way back to the hotel, we kind of stayed back and ducked into a building alcove. And we started making out. And things got a little heavy in that alcove. Things got a little busy in that alcove. And you grabbed her throat. What? You grabbed her throat at some point, or you pulled her hair, one I of those? I didn't grab her throat. I, I, well, no, 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 yeah. sorry. Well, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying I remembered you had done something that yeah, said yeah, yeah. to her I, that you were a dom. I my hand behind her, and I, I just kind of, I didn't pull her hair. I just kind of gripped it. Uh, it's okay if you did. Does that count as BDSM? Because I guess, I guess I'm a dom if that's all it takes. No, what I mean is you, signal, you grabbed her hair, not in a bad way, in a sexy way. You yeah. grabbed her hair, which signaled to her that you were... And a she, top and she she mentioned she said you're a dom and you said yes and you're a sub right is that yeah and she okay. said she got all excited she called me a real dom she's like i knew it i knew you were a real dom and so she's been thinking about it for a while 
And she called me a real dom, which is the first time I'd ever been called a real dom. Um, but um, that's when we that's when we uh, realized that we were entering into a BDSM thing, and we, yeah. we were doing dom sub stuff all night long. Okay. Um, at any point, I mean, I don't know what uh, your your people know the, the the basics of BDSM on the show. Yeah. Right? Um, the the well, other thing is, I, was gonna... I don't. This is apparently I don't because I thought it was really all wild and crazy, like pulling hair counts as he, BDSM. Um, <laughs> it's considered rough. It's a power dynamic. You're in yeah. control. You're right. a top. She's a bottom. Um, there's, it's a, it's a scale. It's actually more of a matrix. It's not really even a scale. There's a lot of things that one could consider to be BDSM, uh, bondage and domination are a little, a little on like one in some people don't want to get tied up or restrained in any way. Other people, um, prefer just to have the power dynamic. I, my theory is that now we're in 2019, we don't have a lot of real men left. Women fetishize masculinity. They fetishize men being in control. That's my theory. Women, especially women that are in high power positions, either politically, socially, or in their career, they prefer to be dominated at some point in the bedroom. Not all. Not all. I'm just saying that it can be kinky to you know oh it could be a lot of fun it can yeah. be <laughs> that doesn't mean everybody wants anal sex and everybody wants their mouth spit in what you yeah <laughs> those two things anal mouth spitting titty torture all of that and no no thank you all of it oh she wasn't into the spitting part no i'm just saying uh, for i hypocrite i don't want him to think if somebody's into <laughs> um, i i i read a lot of of things on the internet in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I actually met David on FetLife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what's the other one that, uh, Adult Friend Finder. Yeah. Okay, so um, why do you think they did this to you? I have been asking myself that question for a year and a half. I have a theory. Yeah, I'm happy. Munchausen? Yeah, That's well, my theory is the reason a lot of these women came forward in me too, that have never been raped and have ne- never been sexually assaulted or mishandled at all. I feel that it's very similar to Munchausen, uh, which is where they see, even if everyone says, well, if you can make money being a victim, like victimhood pays, but there's also an emotional thing that they get out of it. They get the attention. They get everybody telling them that, um, that they don't, well, look at the girl that, um, isn't going to Stanford because the autism, it was at Stanford or, um, no, it was Cambridge, I believe. Anyway, over in the UK, this autistic boy touched her hand or touched her arm, and now he got 10 years in prison for it because he was a little awkward. Um, she got to claim that she can't go to school or even sit for her exams because she's so stressed out because he touched her arm. Well, now everyone's going to coddle her for the rest of her life. Yeah. Just Look like, at Chanel. Is it yeah. Chanel? What's her? I mean, yeah, the, the, if you take the other side of that, take the coddling. Okay, look at the coddling yeah. for a second. Um, so, I have a website, and on my website, I have evidence. And so, these two women made claims, and not only do they fail to prove their claim, I mm-hmm. can disprove their claims. Okay? Exactly. Pictures and witnesses. Yep. So, you've got two women right now in the feminist movement who clearly lied. And I can show you that they clearly lied. And the feminist movement is coddling them anyways. Yep. Okay. And this is, women. This, is, this is the 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 example that they're setting. These women um, 
lied clearly. Rose and Beth did some really bad things to me. And mm -hmm. they are being protected even though they did. So if you're another woman and you've got some mental things going on and you're looking at this, you're saying, okay, these two women completely fucked over David Silverman, lied, but they're being supported and coddled by the movement and Dave's out. Well, I mean, what does that foster? What does that foster? I remember when I was when I first started in atheism back in the 90s, the big thing that we all had, the big craw that we all had was that the Catholic Church was hiding their criminals. They were protecting their pedophiles. And now the feminist movement is doing exactly the same thing, protecting them, knowing that they're doing wrong. And so, yeah, I think, Annika, you might be right, because um, the I mean, I can we can all speculate as to why these two did what they did. I, I don't I mean, I, I suspect strongly that Beth woke up the next morning next to Matt with black and blue titties and said, uh, you yeah. told me not to fuck Dave, but he attacked me. Yeah. And then the lie took off. Yeah. And then I suspect that Matt figured it out and continued the lie anyways when it became convenient or, or restarted the lie anyways when it became convenient. Yeah. Um, that's what I believe. Um, the, um, the, the, I mean, so when it comes to Rose, Rose's lie is of a certain level, okay? I was so drunk, I can't remember. Or, she doesn't say I can't remember. I was so drunk, I couldn't have consented. Although she does remember. She remembers all the details because she wasn't drunk. But Beth, the amount that Beth lied was straight out of a telenovela. It was a straight out of a soap opera. One thing happened, and then she completely took it apart, put it back together into a different package, and, and, and made it bad. I'll give you an example. Uh, she told the press, she told BuzzFeed that I called her a whore. It's true. I called her a whore. The reason I called her a whore is because she told me to call her a whore twice. Because she used to be a prostitute, is she what she claims. She wanted to be shamed for it. So she said, call me a whore. Call now, so, Annika, you were saying before how it's a matrix and some people like different things, okay? Yeah. Uh, I am not personally into degradation. I'm into me neither. Me like, yeah. I, I like my sub to be strong and powerful and on her knees at my feet. That's my thing, okay? Mm -hmm. I would, it is, it is antithetical to that mentality for me to insult or degrade. I would only do that if I was asked to by the sub. And of course, as you know, yeah. subs are in control. And that's the other part of this that nobody, that right. nobody seems to get is the sub. So for those of you, I've I read in a book once that the sub is actually, the sub is actually in control because the sub does things. So the sub will misbehave. Like if you're a brat, you will brat in a way you will. You will say no when what you mean is I want you to do that harder. Or yeah. you will may even slap the person on the cheek or you would do something knowing that there's going to be a punishment. Yes. So you'll one. misbehave for attention. That's why you have a safe word. That's why you have a safe word. Now, now, one of the other reasons why I think this is kind of fucked up is that there, there is, I'm not saying this happened in your situation, but one thing that I think a lot of doms need to be aware of is that um, sometimes someone, if they actually have PTSD, they might go into their safe place in their mind and not use their safe word. But the Dom needs to be aware of that. That does not seem to be what either of them have. It's not like they freaked out and went into like PTSD mode because they were actually sexually assaulted. And then you didn't 
listen to them. Right. Uh, normally during the during an event, if you, if I suspect anything, I would say, you know, I need a color. Give me a color. Is it red or green? And I'd yeah. bring them to a place where they can tell me what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but that's because I use those safe words. Um, they're yeah. common safe words, but they're not universal safe words. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, this BDSM is fun. Okay, it's about fun. It's about enjoying life. So I would say I would actually focus in on the dom sub part of it. I mean, because when you say BDSM, I think a lot of people think that they think of the sadomasochism part of it, uh, and well, to them, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm, a lot of people are are thinking immediately like harm yeah. being done. They don't realize, yeah, and bondage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did do some serious titty torture with 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 that. <laughs> Well, let, let me ask you this. No, Dave. But it's, it's fine. Uh, it's not my in thing, terms of the the timeline. <laughs> you can laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, that. I just, I'm just curious in terms of the timeline of this going public. What the? It was the younger girl who went public first, too, no, right? No. Both came out at the same time. Okay, they, this is what. Well, this is what I was asking. It can't. It can't be the exact same time, though, right? What? Well, there must have been one. Must have been first, right? As far as I know, I don't know. They both came, went to BuzzFeed at the same time. BuzzFeed went. Oh, okay. I think so it was during the Me Too movement kind of kickoff. Yeah, no, kind of around. Was, yeah, it was. It was at the height. It was in the April. Okay, of, when so all the article were came coming out, out and two rolling on every guy that ever touched them. BuzzFeed must attract one of them down they somewhere. Were looking, and they were looking, and, it, and, and it all came out in one great big, truly apparently coincidental thing. I was. Um, you know, I was suspended uh, the day before the report came out on something completely bogus that was reported apparently by Nick Fish, the current president of American Atheists, who reported to the board apparently that I had broken New Jersey's whistleblower statute. Completely bogus. Um, and so they suspended me and then they suspended me on at 9 a.m. Monday morning. What was the claim of, of how did you supposedly do that? They didn't tell me. They never gave me any, any, any details. They gave me a suspension, said you're suspended. So completely no due process. Zero. Was this you didn't a, even get to face your accusers at that point? I never got, to, I never got told what the charges were. And and can I get a ballpark right. on what kind of money yeah, you were making in this gig? Am I hold on a second? I want to make sure that this <laughs> is clear, okay? Yeah, sure. Please. They never told me what I was accused of. They never said, Dave, did you do it? They never gave me a moment. And this is despite the fact that they had written policies that, it, that required this. Okay, they had written policies. The 2009 um, conflict of interest policy requires uh, due process. And I can say that because it's a real policy. Uh, the difference between a real policy and a fake policy. Let me tell you the difference between a real policy and a fake policy. Uh, if it doesn't exist, it's not a real policy. If it, a policy exists, the 2009 conflict of interest policy, which I wrote, which was approved by the board, exists. It states that I required, that I uh, got due process. Um, they suspended me for breaking policy, which doesn't exist. Uh, they never told me what policy, and because it was false, uh, they told me that I was suspended for uh, breaking New Jersey's whistleblower statute, which was false, uh, which they never told me anything about what I had done in order to get that. That was at 9 a.m. 
by noon, the news was out that I had been suspended on suspicion of doing something wrong. Did uh, you ever point out the irony that these are people who don't I, believe in God because there's no proof of God, yet they believe you're a rapist with no proof that you're a rapist? Of course. The, 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 How ironic is this that the American atheist is going through this? Well, you know what? If the board member stands, and I can't fault, I, I can fault every single board member for not giving me due process, okay? There is not a single board member that I would have done that to under any circumstances. Um, at the same time, I understand why they panicked because they were amateurs. And I assume Matt Dillahunty got up in front of them and said, Dave Silverman assaulted my wife. I assume that. Quick, another Matt, thing I want you to... I want you to clarify. Uh, did you ever record a conversation with Matt Dillahunty regarding whether or not you fucked his wife and how did he react? I did. I, not about whether or not I fucked his wife. I asked him how we were. Okay, so let's talk about that conversation because it's really important. That Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. It's a really important plot point that everybody needs to understand. I had sex with his wife in April of 2015. In, I believe it was August, September of 2015, Matt and Beth were talking shit about me at Apostacon, about what happened between me and Beth. All I have on the details of that is that they said that the word was uninvited. Did you just say Apostacon? Yeah, like the flying spaghetti monster. It's a convention, like a, a convention for pastas. <laughs> Let me get this out. This is really important, hypocrite, okay? Okay. Uh, I want everybody to understand the timeline, okay? 2015 spring, I have sex with her. 2015 fall, they're at another convention talking shit about me. What happened in, 20, in, in the spring? 2017, two years later, I had a conversation with Matt in a room in my office. He was my boss. He was telling me about the things that he liked and didn't like about what I was doing. And then at the end of that, behind closed doors, I asked him, how were we? How were the two of us? And he said, we're good. We're fine. Don't sweat the small stuff, he said. You do your thing, I'll be backing you, and we're going to be fine. This is exactly what a poly person would say if I had sex with his wife against his will. It is exactly the opposite of what any person, I'll just say, I'll just gender it, what any man would say to another man who had assaulted his wife. I don't yeah. get a man out there. I don't know you hypocrite. I don't know if you're married or not. And I don't know if you're, if, you're, if you're married or not, but if somebody assaulted, sexually assaulted your wife, gave her bruises, okay? Hey, dick off. Made her cry. Yeah. And then I got you into a room two years later and I said, hey buddy, but how are we, you and me? You wouldn't say we're good. You wouldn't say right. we're fine. You wouldn't say it's water under the bridge. You certainly wouldn't call it fucking small stuff. He wouldn't be able to be in the same room with you without physically assaulting you. And and rightfully so. Yeah. And at that, and so that's 2017 spring. 2017 fall, Matt Dillahunty is on the board of American Atheists when I am re-elected president. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, okay. so he had a hand in your re-election. Okay, so all of this, well, he, he didn't he didn't stand up and say Dave Silverman assaulted my wife because I think he did he knew. By then, two years had passed, 
Matt Dillahunty is a very smart guy. Beth Presswood, she ain't that clever. She's not cleverer than him. He figured it out. That's why when he was sitting in my office, he was like, oh, it's a small stuff. He said he actually said to me that there were some people that he wouldn't get on stage with, and I wasn't one of them. He said, they said, Dan Errol. He didn't like Dan Errol because Dan Errol called him names. He wouldn't get on stage with Dan Errol. But he would get on stage with the man who allegedly assaulted his wife and would go out of his way to actually say that I would get on stage with you, but not Dan Errol. Okay. Then a year later, BuzzFeed comes out, and I'm a bad, rapey guy. Yeah. This is why I think Matt Dillahunty is a fucking liar. This is why I think Matt Dillahunty fooled the entire board of directors of American Atheists. I have a recording. It's all on my website. You can hear yeah. it. Yeah, it's on the Firebrand for Good forward slash me too. Firebrandforgood.com forward slash me too. The recording it, of that conversation with him? Uh, yeah, yeah ha he put everything on there. I, I skimmed uh, through most of it. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> so, Dave, one other thing I wanted to get to. Um, are you currently in a lawsuit? And Okay. Um, and what what is your reason? I just want to hear you verbalize your reason for suing. Like, what it, what is your basis for the lawsuit? I, I, I actually want to be very vague about this. Okay. Um, I will say that, um, that uh, the lawsuit, I believe, is very good. I believe I have... Um, all the things that I need to prove conspiracy to defame and conspiracy to wrongly terminate. And well, you're suing, you're suing uh, the I'm organization. Suing, yes, I'm suing yeah. Matt Bonte, Neil Carey, yeah. Nick Fish, Rose St. Clair, and Beth Presswood. Okay. And um, for, for defamation or like conspiracy, defamation, okay. conspiracy to defame, and conspiracy okay. to commit um, wrongful termination, and conspiracy to uh, tortiously interfere with business. Okay. And 22 years you were, you were part of, or were you the, were you a co-founder and a president? No, I wasn't co-founder, but 22 years I was involved in that organization. Okay. As a volunteer, seven years president. Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. So this isn't like you had just gotten elected and this came out. Okay. In 2017, I got reelected. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's disgusting that the, um, the skeptical organization decided not to have skeptic skepticism for me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's disgusting to me that they are still sticking by this. They are still saying Dave broke policy. They're not saying what policy because they're lying. Yeah. Um, there is no policy. There's one policy that's in play and that is the 2009 conflict of interest policy, which mm -hmm. I can name because here's that thing. Yeah, again. It exists. It's yeah. not a catch-all, oh, he broke our policy retroactively, but we're not going to tell you what our policy is. Um, uh, the um, uh, I get angry sometimes. I, I understand you're frustrated. I've, I've never been These guys, accused of anything this heinous. It, it, it's awful that um, my former friends uh, still, they still say, oh, and, and, and this is for everybody, okay? I want you to understand I claim that I didn't get due process. American Atheists' response, the people who are, they actually, Ed Buckner and Kathy Johnson, my former friend, Kathy Johnson, is coming up on the AAI website saying, oh, he doesn't get due process because due process is a legal term. 
Well, due okay. process, that's a bullshit statement because due process is a means to, to, to apply skepticism. Skepticism yeah. is something that you apply in order to find out what's true and what's false. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they said you didn't have legal right for due process. Well, I think that means that I didn't have the legal right to even for them to even know what's true or false, that they didn't even want to look. And then they're sitting there saying, well, he didn't have the right to due process as if that excuses them from not trying to find out if I actually did yeah. it. It does not. Because yeah. people hear stories like like this and then they become skeptical of actual rape claims later. And I hear yeah. I hear a lot of guys say stuff like that. Like if a woman, if a woman openly discusses being assaulted, the default for a lot of men in the manosphere with, I mean, I understand why, the default is, oh, great, she she didn't get a call back after the date, so now she's claiming rape. And it's because we have so many cases like this. It's awful. So it actually prevents actual rape and assault victims from coming forward because they don't want to be associated with false it claims. It me in the position of fighting against a rape claim and making that worse or not having my fucking livelihood. You yeah. can acquiesce. I mean, people are giving me guilt. They should be giving Rose and Beth the fucking guilt for fucking lying, but they're giving me the guilt for sticking up for my rights and, yeah. and my livelihood, but I am very cognizant of the fact that while I'm here talking to you, saying Rose and Beth lied about sexual assault, in that in doing that action, I am hurting the chances or hurting the future victims, the future. I, I, no, you're not. No, you're not. Honestly, we need more men and women to come forward when things when people are lied about because women get a pass. This whole believe women shit is really bothers me because I know firsthand actual sexual assault survivors who never claimed anything. They yeah. got over it and they later were like, you know what? I wish I'd have said something back then because I found out he assaulted someone else. But their reason for doing it is they didn't want their name in the news. They didn't want to be known for that. They wanted to graduate and go on normal life. And the other thing is they don't want to be associated with all the liars. So, I mean, so it's not you. You need to keep, you do you, boo-boo. <laughs> let let the, li let the liars get flushed out. There are two things that you've said that bother me. Yeah. Uh, one is that you still call yourself a feminist. And the other is that you say you support the Me Too movement. And I want to walk through these. One, do you understand what feminism was based on? Like the suffragettes. The original. I have been an anti-feminist since I got my period. I've yeah. never been a feminist. So I, this isn't, I didn't get red pilled at some later date. I have never been a feminist because I was born and raised in the West. I have lived, every country I've lived in have been the most feminist countries in the world. And by, I mean, if we're gonna go by feminist standards, um, what they claim the definition is. Feminism today in modern times um, in the West is really used as a cudgel to uh, give women a pass. And I'm, I'm not trying to be, a, misogynist here but a lot of women get away with a lot of shit because of nice guys like you saying i don't want to i don't want to make rape victims look bad you're not making rape victims look bad you're making liars look bad they shouldn't be looking bad. you shouldn't be a feminist dave male feminists are the worst just so you know when you said i'm a feminist i was like maybe he did rape her because those are the rapists <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying, don't call yourself a feminist. You, if you believe in Western values, you by default are better than every other country. Or your your I've been, views I've been are better. For Thirty years, okay, and my first activism was. You're feminism. holding on to that word, like I oh, hold on I, to. I'm a liberal. I'm not holding on to the word anymore. Um, I the I'm Overton a, window has shifted, Dave. You're not yeah. a feminist. 
Yeah. You're not a feminist. Feminism. What? 2019 standards. You're not a feminist. I know. I know. Uh, and I'm and also, you don't support the me too movement. Can I have you say that on camera? I don't support it. So the original, when the Me Too movement first came out, when it was supposed to be women coming forward, talking about how they were being sexually assaulted in that pa that actual real life power dynamic where their bosses were trying to fuck them yeah. and where people were saying you can get ahead. That like first three days of it, I was totally for it. I was like, I'm not really for going to Twitter. I'm for going to the police. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, having been Me too um, having you're not for the Me Too movement, just say it, Dave. I, I, I'm not. No, I don't. Can that. you say what it? I say, what I want to say is that um, Me Too has been obliterated by abusers. And it was a yes. good idea when it started. It was a great idea when it started. Um, it was okay when it was going, but then it was abused and obliterated. Uh, today, I don't support it. Today, uh, I think women, women, feminism won. Okay. Second wave feminism, my feminism, my feminism, one, we got equal work for equal pay. We got the elimination of the glass ceiling. We got um, the elimination of, of systematic. Uh, it's not legal to beat the shit out of your wife with the broomstick. It's not. Okay. And there <laughs> now, are so that, that part I'm for. So what? I said that part I'm for the not being able to beat the shit out of your wife with the broomstick. Yeah, oh, I'm totally for that. Beat your husband, the shit out of your husband. With uh, the that's what I mean. Is that back in the day, women could show up black and blue, and and they were just, you know, it was like get over it. I mean, now I I am all for the true egalitarianism. Yeah, that's what I am. Okay, like, well then you're not a feminist. That's a second wave feminist in my day. I know, and today that's not what feminism is. No. So and, so you can go on and say you don't support the Me Too movement and you're not no. a feminist. I say it and I'm okay with it. And, and it's I, I, it's hard for me to say that I'm not a feminist because I've been called himself a feminist forever. But you know how, how weird I feel like I'm not a liberal anymore. What? That's like that. That's like my world has fallen apart. I can't believe I'm not a liberal. But I but I took the political compass test and I'm like a hair to the right. Huh. That means, you're, that means you're a Nazi. Yeah, yeah I'm a hair to the right and a hair down. You're an AMCOM. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I can't support the Me Too movement anymore. I can't. And I can't Thank you. Feminism. Thank you. It, this is, feminism is not supposed to be a weapon. Me Too is not supposed to be a weapon. It's not time for the women. But we're dealing with women and women's rationalization. And we use our words as weapons because we don't have muscles. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Dave, because I, I think that the problem you have and that the people who in the organization who aren't sticking up for you have is that when there's more than one woman who comes forward, people just assume, you know, there's no smoke without fire and that kind of thing. I think people really, once they hear that there's more than one allegation, they just take it for granted. Yeah. And it, that's not, it's not true just because there's more than one, you know? No. Uh, I because women, women and men can both dogpile. Okay, exactly. If, if we, they do dogpile. I mean, if you look at like a Bill Cosby or something like that, you know, all the women have the same story. There's multiple women, not two, and there's, and they all have the same story. I went to his place. He put something in my drink. Blah blah blah, and and, and that happened. This is two very different stories from two very different women, um, and you know, like, I mean, it's it's too bad they didn't they didn't pile out a little bit if if if. Beth Presswood had said, oh, I was too drunk and Dave took advantage of me, uh, that, that would have hurt me more. She should have done that. She didn't lie that way. Um, yeah. 
and if uh, Rose had said, oh, Dave wanted to do BDSM with me and he didn't stop when I told him to or something like that, that would have worked over real well. But what we've got here is two, is two very yeah. clear lies. And, and it's exponential. Yeah. The way, the way, yeah. When you have multiple women, well, I will say to clear the, to clear um, the air, you did DM me without permission on Twitter. A what? I'm fucking with you. I said I'd like to clear the air. You did. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm here for the third. This is the third horseman, Dave. <laughs> no. So um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's too bad. I'm Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm fucking with you. But yeah, you you did DM me without permission. I yeah, I did not give you permission to DM me on Twitter. I direct message you on Twitter. No, yes, you direct messaged me because you saw the stream, and I I believe you said something to the effect that oh I don't remember exactly, but you said something about the effect that you would come on and and spit your words to us. So oh, you didn't well, say it like a, a like a rapper, but you did a video and in the video you said, Dave, are you there? We'd like to <laughs> I'm <laughs> with you now, Dave. I'm acting like I need to to DM you. <laughs> I was drunk. So, <laughs> I was oh, to consent, Dave. Trying to consent to receiving my DM. <laughs> So what's uh what's the plan going forward? Uh, other apart from the lawsuit and stuff like that, I, I think you mentioned you have a new position now or new gig or something. So, um, so here's what happened. Um, this whole thing blows up. Everything in my world goes away. I lose everything I love, um, and uh, I move across the country to try and find myself the next version of my life. And for about a year and a half, about a year. I was in this horrible, horrible depression, which I'm still fighting. Um, but when I started to come out, um, I, I put up the website, I put up Firebrand for Good, and uh, I went on podcasts. And when I did that, like I said, it's not just that they failed to prove their allegations. I can literally disprove. I can prove they lie yeah. with pictures and witnesses and stuff like that. Um, and so people started to see it. And the nice thing is that people are just looking at it and seeing it and coming to me and saying, you know, I believe you or I understand what happened is really the case. Um, and so what happened was Atheist Alliance International contacted me and AAI is the world's uh, global firebrand atheist organization, it's a firebrand atheist federation. And it's a, it's a federation, it's an alliance of atheist organizations, an alliance of hardline atheist organizations. And they are, um, their board, I knew one person on their board. Um, some people allege this is cronyism. I, don't, I knew exactly one person on that board. Um, and these people who I didn't know, I'd never met, dug into the case, dug into the evidence, dug into me drilled me with many questions over the course of months and then unanimously decided I'd been fucked over really bad and they wanted me. And so they hired me to be their executive director. And so now I'm the executive director of uh, a different atheist organization. The website is atheistalliance.org. And what we do, it, it's, it's a completely different animal. At American Atheists, I was dealing with um, Ten Commandments on the Public Lawn, 
um, did this politician allow Facebook likes for one of his the Facebook entries for one of his you know for his constituents who are atheists and shit like that um, at Atheist Alliance International we have a uh, consultative status at the U at the UN so we have access to the hum UN Human Rights Commission um, we're trying to change the UN Human Rights Commission the UN Declaration of Human Rights to include the right to be atheist globally. I, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it's 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 a big it's a big long term effort, but the Declaration of Human Rights has only been amended about six times since the 1950s, and none of those times has it specifically included atheists or people uh, allowing to be mm. non religious. Uh, so we want to have that added, and we're trying to build on that, and we're also going to save some lives. Uh, we're operating. We're uh, launching. Uh, something called uh, the Atheist Lighthouse Program, which is formerly known as uh, the Outreach Program. And we're going to rescue atheists who need help in foreign countries, yeah. Christian or Muslim countries. And we're going to help them get to safety, whether it's leaving the country or just yeah. getting to safety. Um, because there are real human beings at stake here. Yeah. And we can use our consultative status at the UN to help elevate that issue. That there are people, I mean, there are people that are just being killed. You know, I talked to with um, uh, a Ghana, a, a Ugandan atheist activist a couple days ago. Um, Uganda is a Christian nation, and you may realize, you may remember that they have the famous "kill the gays" law, which yeah. is not the law, but they wanted law. It is illegal in Uganda to have gay sex. If you have gay sex, you go to jail for a long time, possibly life. And there's a faction of people who want to make it a death penalty to have gay sex. Now, there's no penalties in Uganda for having for being an atheist. And I have just found out why. And the reason is that, well, there's two reasons. The first reason is that if you're gay, you're above atheists because gay people can repent and atheists cannot. Hmm. The reason is that the reason that there's no law in Uganda against being an atheist is because as soon as people find out, the mob will kill you. Yeah. The angry mob right. yeah. will hunt you down and kill you. Yeah. This is today just for being an atheist in Uganda. Oh, and Bangladesh. Oh, and Pakistan. Oh, and Saudi Arabia. There's a tremendous amount of people out there who are facing death, real, de you know, actual death for themselves, for their families, for their loved ones, just for being an atheist. And Atheist Alliance International is going to help them. These are real so, so you you're fortunate enough to live in a country where atheism is not illegal. Right. Um, but you do not live in a country where um, uh, rape victims are, um, where it's illegal to lie about being raped. Yeah. So which sucks is you live in one of the greatest countries in the world for atheists, one of the worst countries in the world for false rape accusations. Yeah. Yeah. And I've not been accused. In any other country, if a woman came forward and said he raped me, the stoner. And, and, so. and, and well, that's not good either. But yeah, I know, but come on. And I've been accused of rape. Okay? <laughs> what I have been accused of is having sex with a woman who felt like she couldn't say no and said she was drunk at the time. And Beth, the accusation is she said the safe word and I stopped. That's literally. So is Islam right about women? Dave? Is Islam right about women? Islam is wrong about women, Annika. Women are actually completely 
good people who can. So you're not you're not for white Sharia. What? I'm not. You're for, not for white Sharia. I don't know what we are doing? Um, <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Intentionally, I'm sorry. Sharia is fucking dangerous. Okay, Sharia people die in Sharia law, and um, and and children are born in Sharia enclave, yeah. and they yeah. have. You're right. I know. The the every, every single time I've ever gotten a 12 or 24 hour ban on Twitter, it's been for talking about either this, uh, how do we solve a problem like Sharia, or it's been for uh, talking about the migraine crisis, which is which is what I now refer to it as. It's wow. the migraine. <laughs> yeah, it's the only bans I've ever had on Twitter. You can't and say the, the only time I've ever gotten in trouble on YouTube uh, was uh, Brock Turner when I talked about the Brock Turner case. So. Sharia is something that has to be fought. I'm sorry I said Sharia. Yeah. Uh, but we have uh, a real problem in this world, uh, not just in these Muslim countries, but in Muslim enclaves in Europe and mm -hmm. coming, coming soon to America, where they're demanding to be We have Detroit. We are, uh, what is the, sorry, there's another, there's another city. Uh, yeah, 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 there's a few. Yeah, but there's. Not to cut you off, I'm just, we actually have, somebody posted a high school graduation video of a high school um, over in the Midwest somewhere recently. Uh, it was in the last week or so that I saw the video. And um, like all of it was in Arabic. Like the entire school was, yeah. Yeah, well that's, the, the problem is Sharia enclaves. And the problem with Sharia enclaves is not that there's a bunch of Muslims there, but there's a bunch of Muslims there that have their own laws. Yeah. So if you're a person if you're a baby born in Boston, you have a set of rights just yeah. because you're born in America. But if you're born in Detroit or if you're born in, in one of these enclaves, you have fewer rights. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you may be some. I don't know. I, I lived in Sweden. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with, uh, with Sharia law. I lived in Stockholm. Okay. So, so uh, I just wanted to make sure that people understood that this is, this is a real issue. And this is one of the reasons that the right to be secular is so important. Because those babies being born in Sharia enclaves, this isn't just about Uganda and Pakistan. This is about London. This is about Paris. It's about Germany. It's about, it's about these enclaves where these babies are being born with fewer rights. These children are being raised without the right to choose, without the right that somebody born a mile away has. Yeah. And that's wrong. You can't just get together and vote away the rights of other people, which is exactly what's happening in these Sharia enclaves, which is something that we at Atheist Alliance International are going to be fighting tooth and nail as long as I'm yeah. executive director. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds good. So I'm really happy about it. I'm, I'm really happy about Atheist Alliance International. I'm really happy to be working with a board of activists, a board of professionals um, who have pledged due process to me. And they pledge due process to their membership and to the world. Uh, they will not um, worry. We are not worried about intersectionality or wokeism or anything like that. We are worried about getting stuff done, saving some lives, and improving the world. And uh, that's why I'm so pleased. I mean, I, I can't tell you what it means to be able to um, to, to work again. To, to, to be an activist again. I've been an activist since I was 30. Um, and to be able to, to do that again, to, you know, 
maybe get in there and save some lives, maybe get in there and change the UN Declaration of Human Rights. Uh, this is some serious good stuff that we're working on. I'm really, I couldn't be pleased. I couldn't be more pleased that I'm here. And I've got to tell you how grateful I am to the board of directors of AI to, to, and to the members. And I'll tell you a little bit, you know, I, I will tell you one thing that's a little disturbing. Um, and that is the reaction that some people have had um, to my appointment, to my election as executive director. Um, there are people out there, a lot of people, who refuse, refuse to look at the evidence, refuse yeah. to look at my side. They want me to be guilty. They insist that I be guilty. And they don't insisting that I be guilty of having sex with a woman who said she had too much to drink. They, 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 they think I'm a rapist. They're not saying that, I mean, with Beth, even Beth's report, her completely fabricated report, said that I stopped when she said the safe word, which I did. How, but see the thing, the thing, so I mentioned on the last podcast that it didn't pass the smell test. How would she know the safe word? Uh -huh. I mean, it's like, there's so, there's so many things like that that just don't add up. Why would she wait that many years if you sexually assaulted her? Uh -huh. If you were sexually assaulted and I waited a couple of years, I wouldn't even come forward at that point. Why would I, why, why what if I sexually assaulted somebody else in the interview? That, that's exactly another reason why I wouldn't even come forward. By the way, her husband was a board member on the organization. So yeah. So it's not like you were a stranger and she didn't know how to get a hold of you. And it wasn't like she was worried. She was an activist, a feminist in the movement. Yeah. Knew she was going to get a shit ton of support. Why didn't she come forward? Because she's a liar. Didn't I one of them post Let me some... point out, though, Annika, okay? Okay. These people are married to me being bad. They're married to me being evil. And so when AAI put me on, when AAI did their research, decided that I'd been fucked over and brought me in, there was a rebellion by the feminists in the atheist movement. They're the... I can't believe what I'm about to tell you, okay? Because I want, but I want to make this point so fucking clear so we can see the poison that's in the atheist feminist movement. There's there's one major, so, well, there's, it's not major. There's one organization of feminists in the atheist movement. It's called Secular Woman. It's run by a woman named Manette. Now, Manette is a former friend of mine, or at least a former friendly acquaintance, but she is completely married to the idea that I'm a, not just a rapist, a serial rapist, and I'm a really, really bad guy. And so what she is doing, instead of looking at the evidence, which she has not done, instead of considering skepticism, which she has not done, she is launching a campaign, here we go, to take away the UN special consultative status for AAI, which will stop us, or at least hinder our ability to save fucking lives. She is trying. Wow. Yes. This is secular. Yeah. If you donate to secular woman. I, I don't know. I don't donate to women. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Shit. This is crazy shit. They're going, they, but look at the priorities here. Okay. Yeah. They care more about me being bad when I'm not. than they care about the actual saving of human yeah. lives. Well, they're brown people's lives, but their lives. Yeah. And, and um, the, the, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, it upsets me so much that they discount 
what we're doing to the point where they, I mean, I, I shouldn't have made the brown people comment. I don't want to say that. They're no, I, I know what you're saying. I get, I, I, I understand the, the point you're trying to make. I, I want to say that they've lost their view. They've lost their, their priorities to such an extent that human beings may die feasibly yeah. because of their actions so that they don't have to admit that they didn't look at the fucking evidence. Yeah. It's a scary thing. No, I understand your brown people comment that you were, well, you were I, um, essentially. I don't know, Monette. I don't know if she's- Because that matters to them. They're not, they're not considering these people. They're I know. They're not considering the humans. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, the humans, yeah, they're on the other side of the world, but they're humans. Yeah. And, and that wins over yeah. shit. That wins over your ego. That wins over the fact that AAI looked at the evidence and and found it and found it on my side. And I mean, if you were to, if you were able to spread um, these, I mean, if you were able to change the laws in other countries or have any effect on that, that would probably uh, limit the number of people that we need to come to these other countries oh, as refugees if they were safe in their own nations. You can't be an atheist at all in Uganda without getting murdered by Yeah. Them. No, I'm familiar with the laws over there. Can you imagine if we... You can be a rapist, though. What? You can be a rapist, though. In Uganda, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can be a rapist. You just can't be an atheist. Imagine that world. Imagine how much good we can do there. Imagine how... If, if we just put some time and effort into that country, imagine the differences, the, the marginal difference if we lift yeah. up that bar just a little bit. Imagine the weight that will be lifted. In, in Uganda right now, you can, and this is the example that was used with me, you can sit in a restaurant and talk about being gay. You just can't have gay sex. If you talk about being gay in a restaurant, you won't get killed. If you talk about being an atheist in a restaurant, you will. Yeah. This, this is a, there's a lot of room for good activism here. There's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of opportunity to save some lives and make the world a better place. And I'm really, really honored to be a part of it. And I'm really, really happy that, uh, that I get to. Um, well, I'm glad you, that you found something better suited to you rather than selling insurance. I know there was one interview. I saw a portion where you were, uh, you were not, you were very unsatisfied or dissatisfied with your, uh, at well, the time, it's hard to go from, you know, the O'Reilly factor, yeah, uh, to to you know wearing a headset. I got a headset right here. Yeah, so wearing a headset saying hello, I'm Aflac. Hello, hello, are you still <laughs> hung up on? I mean, it's, it's yeah. a change, and you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with selling insurance. Selling insurance is is. But it wasn't. It wasn't what you were cut out to do. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I, I'm very, very glad that I don't have to do that right now. And I hope I don't have to again. And I'm, um, you know, with, with any luck, uh, I'll be able to, you know, raise AAI up so that we can be a, a global force for good, a global force for good. Yeah. Uh, and can you imagine what we can do? Can you imagine what a global federation of firebrand atheist organizations can do. Uh, we Let me ask you this, Dave. Mm -hmm. Has your view changed on hooking up with women at all? Oh, shit. 
can you we i say we need to use blockchain for are you guys familiar with this uh use blockchain for consent so my idea is that um so I joke. I always say, Alexa, I withdraw consent, like as a joke, kind of. Um, yeah. I, uh, I am afraid. I mean, like, like, Annika, you have a power right now, okay? You can lie. Because what <laughs> would that lie? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not about truth. It's about I don't want someone to Google. So the reason I don't want to get raped, I don't want someone to Google my name, and that's what I'm known for. Like, no, I mean, that's not the worst. I don't want to get raped, number one. Second, I don't want to be known as the chick who got raped. Yeah, but that's not my point. My, my, my point is that you could, you could just lie. You could say, I know. you called me on the I phone know. and said rude things to me. I think every one of my exes would come forward and be like, this bitch is dirty. Okay. She's, <laughs> she's lying. My, my point is that wouldn't matter. <laughs> That's my point. That's yes. what no, I, I I do understand. I'm I'm teasing, but I completely yeah, understand. And I think I think it's horrible. And it terrifies me for male. Yeah, it terrifies me for friends. Okay. This shit wrecked me. Okay. This shit destroyed everything I loved in a day. Yeah, and I understand. Because, it's not because somebody made a lighthearted comment. It's because two women fucking lied. And so and because everybody, no, it's because everybody believed them because we're supposed yes. to believe women. Yes. Yes. In, in the real world, they would have said this. People would have looked at the evidence and they would have said, wait a minute. They waited how long they did. They waited for a wave of rape victims to come forward. Are you familiar what was happening at Google? They had a document circulating at Google, a spreadsheet. I don't know if anybody in the chat knows about this, but women were, um, so men were not allowed to face their accusers. What was happening is women were going on anonymously and saying, and just giving a name and saying that this guy had sexually assaulted them, creeped them, whatever it was, but it was always something really horrible. Um, but so women would, they had these spreadsheets going around and the men, they would tell where the guy, so it'd be like David Silverman works at this. He did this to me, but the, the document would circulate. Everyone got to hear what, hap what happened by David, but they didn't even know who made the claim. So you yourself, people would be coming up to you in the lunchroom and knowing that you raped like three different women just because they didn't like you. But you wouldn't even get to face your accusers. This was That's happening. Insane. I never heard about people that. You had to delete the document. It was an internal document because there, there was no checks and balances. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I mean, it, the, the rumor mill is on steroids and it's, it's a kangaroo court. You're, you're yeah. guilty. You're guilty immediately. And so, uh, to answer your question, hypocrite, what do I do now? Uh, have, has my view changed? Yes, I I um, have uh, text consent forms, written consent forms, but also I don't date like I used to. I don't I, video I don't, record the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I would do. I, I would videotape the whole thing. Everybody, every woman I step in an elevator with has the power to destroy my life. Okay. All they have to do is have, because they don't have to tell the truth. Rose, well, now that three of us have come forward, what? What? I said, now that three of us have come forward, I'm fucking with you, Dave. Dave's what? freaking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. You can't even joke. I know. I know. This is not no. funny. This shit. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm joking about this and I know. I fucking love. I know. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I can't laugh at it. I know, and I'm trying to make lighthearted out of a shitty situation. I'm sorry. I apologize if it's not. It's. I'm sorry. The joke was in poor taste. But I am, for everyone listening, I am fucking kidding. I'm being extremely sarcastic. 
At this point, if somebody raped me, I'd be fucked because nobody would believe me. If you make a joke like that, Annika, you send panic into my into my stomach. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I need you. I'm sorry. You would laugh. I'm sorry. A hypocrite made a point, and this is a good description of that point because the description of the point is when you, Annika, make a fucking joke, I get scared. I'm sorry. Come on, Annika. Come on. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's how bad this is. Yeah, because I apologize. All she has to do is make a joke. And 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 it's like she said, people will just believe it. Annika said he did it to her too. I was kidding. I'm being obviously sarcastic. I know you're being sarcastic. I tweet out right now that you never sexually assaulted me. I know that. And, every, and people know that. But my point is that literally I felt fear when you did that. Literally I felt fear when you said that. I thought you would laugh. I'm sorry. A what? I thought you would laugh now that I know it's not funny. Feel bad. I'm not trying to make, okay. trying to make the point that it is so bad out there that even something like that as innocuous as a harmless ribbing joke, which I love jokes, but that shit is literally fearful to me because anybody can fuck with me like that. Anybody, people I've never known, people I've never met, all they have to do is say I said something to them wrong. And I'm fucked. My my uh, career, my not my career, my my new life is paper thin. Anybody I date, yeah, I go out on a date, and I get an Anziza sorry moment. We had an awkward moment, and I felt weird. That's the end of me. Real quick, did you see what happened after that? Nobody believed her. Like, if you actually read her story. Even the news, the new, I mean, that died so quick because people were like, wait, you had a bad date? It hurt him. Think about yeah. what that would do to me. Think about yeah, what that Yeah, I, I understand. Think about it. I mean, and, and I'm a fucking innocent man. I didn't yeah. do what I was accused of. So here I am. I'm in this life now where I've lost everything I loved. I lost the career. Yeah. I've lost, you know, the future that I was planning. And now I'm in a situation where... I really literally feel fear when people make jokes. I'm sorry. Really? I know. I'm not asking for an apology. I'm tweeting right now. What? I have never been raped, assaulted, or harassed by oh, Mr. Yeah. Apes. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I haven't sent it. I'm kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> no, please. You're going to give this poor guy a heart attack, Annika. <laughs> because they'll say it's denial. There are people out there who hate me. They hate me for the wrong reason, but they hate me. They search for me. They search for shit on me. I understand. I'll DM you in case if you ever need it in court. How's that? No, I appreciate that. But my point is, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously I'm very inflamed about this, but I'm, I'm not overreacting. This is, this is a, a serious situation where, where um, I mean, I live in fear. I live in fear of women. I do. And so I can I get you to admit you're not a feminist? Just say, I, I, Dave, am not a feminist. I, Dave, am not a third wave feminist. Thank you. <laughs> I am a second wave feminist. I always so will be. A true atheist. Now you don't even have the, uh, the uh, religion of feminism. No, I don't. I'm not so a you, am, you mentioned I'm you have consent forms. Have, have you actually made people sign made anyone sign a consent yeah. form that's that sounds like it'd be so awkward yes it's fucking awkward <laughs> you 
Yes, yeah. it's fucking awkward. But fuck it. My life was destroyed because people lied. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's a BDSM thing, right? So I mean, you know, yeah. you know, you can you can work it. In, we were, I work it into the play, but nothing fucking happens. Yeah. Well, so the other, the other unfortunate the other unfortunate part about all that is that at any second uh, a woman can claim that she withdrew consent and that's that's the further nerve nerve-wracking part about the whole thing. And there was a guy not long ago I got in an argument with until he blocked me on Twitter about um him saying that every few minutes you should be checking in with your partner asking if they're okay. I'm like that's so no, not I, I know that treat. <laughs> yeah, I, I sent it to you before he blocked me. This, this is the life now. And, and for somebody yeah. who has these black splotches on my name, these horrible permanent black splotches. I would say record. I would say videotape the entire encounter. Yeah. You don't have to post it anywhere. I'm just saying record it because what if she comes forward? Yeah, there know. was a guy who got off because of that. Well, I, I think there's legal <laughs> issues just, with recording people. I know. And, I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not good legal advice, yeah. I don't think. Well, it's ask, ask them if it's okay to videotape the whole thing. If you do, if you know, no, I, I won't videotape. I will record. I, yeah. I will record. Audio it. recording, I think, would hold up. Yeah, fine. Um, and 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 yeah, that that happens pretty much every time I have a first date or a second date, because that's how vulnerable I am. Beth Presswood was a friend. I knew yeah. her for five years before she did this to me, and and she and she doesn't seem to have any sort of qualms with it. Uh, I, I can't imagine how she sleeps. I can't imagine how either of these women sleep. I can't imagine how Dylan sleeps. I can't imagine how Nick Fish sleeps. I, I, I don't understand. I'm a good guy. I work Why do you think she, I'm having a hard time trying to, like the younger one I can understand because she can say, well, I was trying to get a job, you know, and, and this, but I don't understand why Dillahunty's wife, I'm trying to like wrap my head around her motivation to I do think, that I think years she, after the fact. Yeah, was it, had it become public? Because that's the only thing that would make sense to me is if she like was embarrassed or unless something. She wanted to take unless she was oh I don't know part of a conspiracy to defame me so that she could get her husband to be the most famous guy at American Atheists. Yeah, I, I also I really, I really think the uh, that Munchausen the the everybody look at me I'm a victim from this day forward everywhere she goes people are gonna hug her and say oh my god sweetie I heard what happened to you I'm so sorry she's a hero a victim who needs yeah she's a survivor now and I think that's yeah and, and this is, and so what about the real survivors out there yeah this happens all the time you're familiar with Brock Turner right Mm -hmm. The exact same, well, not the exact same. It was a one night stand, but uh, the girl got, it, the, they both got drunk. Both he and her got drunk. I think he fingered her a little bit in the grass. Um, and um, the big situation was that um, she had a boyfriend. So a couple of um, guys were walking by and kind of saw him laying on the grass. She passed out um, like you're wont to do after being shit-faced for a while. She had been making out with him uh, at a party. I guess there were other witnesses. All of the other witness testimony from back then, nobody's coming forward anymore because now the narrative has been changed. I don't know if you've seen, she's got a book deal. She's making millions off of this. She came forward. She could have kept her name out of the news, but she came forward so she could cash in on it. And he's, he's screwed. He's like completely screwed. So it's, 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 it's crazy. What, what has happened, what feminism has turned into. Uh, what, what, I mean, what wokeism has made people do—the yeah. idea that uh, that that 
you can that that all women can't lie about sexual assault. That women are this terribly oppressed minority still, and that they they that they just have to be they just overcome such such um, obstacles to come out. Um, that uh, that they have to be all revered and and there's this number that keeps going around this this research this um, statistic of two to ten percent of uh, they the the number that people put push around is two percent of allegations are false that's not true. I think it's a lot I think it's a lot more nowadays and, and I want to make it clear to your listeners it's it's two to ten percent and it's two to ten percent of police reports are false yeah and, and um, that's a big difference from going to BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, one, one other thing is uh, that I've seen is the number of men who have been exonerated because the woman came forward later. Those women never get criminal charges brought against them. And they really should. Because now they're a victim because they feel sorry for themselves. They, they now feel sorry. They're crying on camera saying, I lied because I was scared. Yeah, you can and, and these men have been in prison for over 10 years and no, no criminal charges. So... And, and that's that's a travesty. That that's abuse. This is feminism being used as a weapon of abuse. It's that's it's it, it's so disheartening to see feminism become that. It's so um, it is scary. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. Are you for repealing the nineteenth? The nineteenth amendment? No, I still okay. think to be able to vote. I just think they should only be able to. Uh, no, I don't have anything funny. I was trying to come up with something funny there, but I don't have anything. What about the 18th? What is the 18th? Yeah, what is that? Prohibition. Even? Prohibition? Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking for the one that uh, legalizes weed. Okay. Well, that's that. You pretty much don't get arrested for weed anymore. Not in Seattle, you don't. No, not in Texas either. No. So they just like, err. Usually on this show, we go over uh, some topical stories in the news. Uh, I knew we were going to have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, but I wanted to, I do have one story I wanted to share with you guys because I shared this on my Twitter and my Facebook and I got a lot of backlash for my position on this. A lot of really angry people. Someone even called me an incel, me an incel. Uh, and so this is a story you may or may not have heard this week, but it's this rapper T.I. who went on an interview and shared that he um, that he checks his daughter's hymen to make sure she's that she's still annually to the, to, the uh, to her gynecologist. Yeah. Takes her to the doctor annually to get her hymen checked. Well, there's right. a lot of now, can I give my quick opinion? It's not so much he takes her to the doctor every year. It's that he blasted out on social media that he gets her hymen checked. That to me is disgusting. I know a lady who got her daughter um, the HPV shot when she was like 11 years old. Didn't want to tell her daughter that she got her the HPV shot because she doesn't want her daughter to know what HPV is. But um, she herself became pregnant at an early age. Um, I think she was 16 when she got pregnant with her daughter. And she didn't want her daughter to have sex that young, but more than anything, she doesn't want her to catch HPV if she does. So I think that parents should be in charge of their children's body. If he wants to take her to the doctor and make sure that she's okay, that's one thing. Telling everybody on social media that he gets her hymen checked is disgusting. How old is this child? She what? Well, now she's 18. 
but she was she, under yeah, she turned she turned 18 recently but he's been doing it since she was 16 look at look at the look at the indoctrination there look at the 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 the, the possession look at the ownership look at yeah. the look at the lack of autonomy and look at the uh, unless that's your thing if that's your kink then i'm just kidding <laughs> But yeah. look at the <laughs> Dave still can't come down. Come on, Dave. Smoke alone. I won't tease you anymore about that other thing. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll leave that topic alone. I'm sorry. I mean, this is my passion, right? This is something that I take very seriously. I, I, I understand. So really quickly. If you, look at, if you look at this, if you just look at this from a religious perspective, okay? I don't yeah. have to know anything about rapper T.I. to know that he's a Christian or, or a Muslim, that this is a religious person. That he thinks that sex is um, dirty, that he thinks sex is evil, and that he thinks um, that uh, his daughter will be damaged, damaged goods, uh, if she has sex. And this is yeah. puritanical shit. This is religious indoctrination that's 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 playing. And so when people say, "Oh, well, religion doesn't hurt anybody," this is what it, this is what we're talking about. Can you imagine being sixteen and having your father saying, "Hey"? I'm going to have your hymen checked. 17 years old. I'm going to yeah. have your hymen checked. What if she what if she has sex? First of all, it's an invalid Or what if she masturbates with something that What if she masturbates? See, that's what I was thinking is, oh god. Like what if what if she's masturbating? And a lot of girls start masturbating as soon as they hit their their uh their 13 whatever the yeah. age is that they hit puberty. Yeah. I mean, a lot of girls masturbating. I'm going to blow your mind because I'm not religious, and I think I, I support what he's doing. To be honest, and I support him. Do you support it him telling everybody so, on social yes, media? Yes, I do because I think we need to take a stand against <laughs> this postmodern degenerate world that we live in. Look, look I've been uh, I've been out there. I've slept <laughs> with a lot of women, and I've surveyed the women I've slept with as to uh, what age they lose their virginity at. I've always found that interesting, and I can I was tell in my you, twenties. Based on, yeah, oh, you're you're Sorry, uh, my not keeps going the averages though. A lot of the girls I've talked to, they lose their virginity when they're 14 years old. So and. Most girls, by the time they're out of high school, they've taken multiple dicks. Then they're going to go to college. They're going to take like at least 10 or 20 more dicks. They're going to be completely turned out. They're going to come home depressed and with $100,000 in debt, bombarded with Marxist feminist critical race theory. And this guy says, you know what? I'm going to go to extreme measures to make sure that my daughter stays off the pole. And everybody is saying that he's the weird one, that he's creepy because they know they, they don't have what it takes to do it. They don't have what it takes to stop their daughters from being turned out by age 18. Hey, are you going to check your daughter's butthole? No, I'm not. I wouldn't do it. I don't have the strength and conviction that he has. I don't want my daughter to hate me. And I just also, you know, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> but I, I think it's okay for him to do it. Okay. I think it's good. In fact. Yeah. I can't tell if you're, I can't tell if you're pulling me or not, because that was just such a, a ridiculously thing, a, a ridiculous thing to say. I, I can't quite tell if you're pulling me. So I'm going to assume you, you, you think so? Don't you think that, like, they've they've done studies on this, you know, scientific studies about how if a, if a woman sleeps with a bunch of guys, it's harder for her to, to pair bond and have a lasting relationship. So the divorce rates are higher for Show me like the data. That. Show me the data. I don't, I, I, I don't have the studies handy, but it's out there. 
No. no we, uh, and I think that I I don't know. I just think that it's bad for women to start having sex too early. Why? And why? Why? I, yeah, I just don't. I I don't know. I just because don't. You're indoctrinated because you're indoctrinated. Even though you're an atheist, you're indoctrinated into the Christian puritanical bullshit, and you've you've jettisoned the the, the indoctrination, and you think, okay, well, I'm not believing God, so I'm not religious. But you're still stuck. This muck is still stuck in your brain. If you're telling me the truth right now, if you're completely being on the level, and you're actually saying that if you have sex young, you're going to leave college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Everybody leaves college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Sex but men get useful degrees. Women don't. And you have... That's... But we're supposed to have babies. Remember? Okay. I'm, you're... Okay. You're... you're, you're, you're I'm you're, kidding, Dave. I'm kidding, yeah. Dave. I... Yeah, you're both kidding. Okay. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm surprised LP. So he doesn't I he and I don't agree on everything. And that's one of the reasons I like uh, every talking to year him. that goes by. I get like 300% more conservative than I was the year before at oh, this point. I, no, I'm the same as I've always been. You guys are just changing the definitions of liberal and conservative. Well, I, I think your, your, your opinions, all opinions should be driven by data. Uh, so if you think that sex before marriage impacts a girl's life i strongly suggest oh you god pull that shit i'll, I'll pull it up yeah. <laughs> give me a I, second <laughs> a whole other show about whether or not women or girls women can be can have sex and still have good lives um i believe they can <laughs> i myself was not ready to have sex until i was in my 20s um that's just it was me i was really busy though with other stuff and I, and I learned how to use my body from a young age. So I was perfectly content on my own. LP. Okay. I got to Yeah. I got to um, grab. Are you here. pulling up some, some numbers? Yeah. Okay. I will say that waiting longer if that's, so everybody has a different sexual personality. I've actually talked about this on my own channel in the past and with, with Monday. Um, that different people are completely different. If you're, it's, I think if, um, do you know anything about the satanic church, Anton LaVey? One of the things they talk about is that if you're like a, um, if you're a, um, I have the satanic Bible over there. I can actually make a reference to it. But if you are a, um, like sex fiend and you love having sex, then it probably isn't in your best interest to try to not have sex unless you're doing like a dopamine fast. But if you are asexual, you shouldn't go out and have sex with a bunch of people just because you're a hedonistic person or because you want to be a hedonistic person, I should say. Um, everybody kind of has their own little sexual personality. So do what's right for you. I myself don't believe that I would be checking my daughter's hymen. How, okay, would you do the same thing to your male son? You have no, no way of checking him. So, so I see, that's where I see the double standard. That's misogyny. If you care about the woman and not the man, then that's just misogyny. That's that that's actual misogyny. If you care that a woman has <laughs> what's jaw rules take on this? That's actual misogyny. No, I think. Well, I don't know because misogyny is hating women. I just think men and women are different. You know they are saying? different, but yeah, sex is bad for one and not the other is ridiculous. So this graph shows uh, somebody. Can I rates. real quick before someone said quick, Annika, do another. Fake rape allegation joke to lighten the mood. 
<laughs> or sorry, this graph is. I get some pee. No funny fake. I know. I know. This is. I understand. It's like joking about rape. There are zero. Joking about rape allegations is equally unfunny. Yeah, it's it's like if you made a rape joke to somebody who's been raped. Yeah, I understand. I I understand that this completely ruined your whole fucking life. I get it. I I understand. Completely ruined my whole fucking life. I understand. I lost everything I loved. Remember, realize that. I I, I do. So what are we looking at here? All right. Right here we got a number of lifetime sexual partners and the chances of being very happy in one's marriage. That doesn't Uh, about age. Well, it's just, yeah, it's the number of partners you've had before you get married. So it's, I mean, it's, it stands to reason if you stop your daughter from having sex at a younger age, she's going to have less partners in the long okay. run. So look at the difference here. We're talking about um, 64% for one partner and 55% for 21 plus partners. Yeah. Correlation. <laughs> I'd rather have the 21. I have a quick question. Where's this girl's mother? And why isn't her mother discussing her sex life with her? Why is it her father? That would be extremely humiliating for me. Because he's famous. He's a famous rapper. So he was out doing an interview and the ladies interviewing him asked him about being a dad or whatever. They brought it up and he was like, yeah, here's what I do. Yeah. So, but that's not the data that you told me about. We're talking about young girls. We're talking about young girls. Well, no, this is just lifetime partners, right? If she goes to school... And she's getting all the dicks. She's going to be turned out and she's going to leave with a whole bunch of debt. LP. Yeah. LP. Is he telling his daughter not to make false rape accusations? So here's age and uh, relationship. I would be more. Okay. So if I were to talk to my young daughter or a teenage daughter about sex, I would explain to her that sex is the most amazing feeling in the entire world. It is a drug. And you need to be very careful about who you have sex with because you develop emotional bonds with that person. And so my whole sex talk would be about being responsible. Um, Now, I would hope that my daughter would wait until she's old enough to not be gutted because the odds of her fucking a guy at 16 and then marrying him later and having that be her only sex partner is very low. So this just says that the, the marriage age doesn't really matter. It's more the, the number of partners that you've had. Yeah. But when? Well, it, that's, it doesn't matter when it's just, it's how many partners you've had before you get married. But like I, I'm saying, it stands to reason the longer you wait to have sex, the less partners you're going to have. Doesn't it? Fine if your daughter didn't have sex until 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 eighteen, but then had all the dick in the world. Well, no. I, ultimately, you don't want them to have all the dick in the world, but right. it just it just stands to reason if if they're older, they're going to be well, able for, to make more. Dave, from an STD, Dave, from an STD perspective, yeah, from an just STD. from sheerly like risk of pregnancy, emotional, all all of that shit. I would say. I'd prefer my daughter not fuck a bunch of randos, um, especially in high school. I'd rather her stick with school. Um, I don't have a teenage daughter, so I can't tell you exactly. I mean, everybody says that they would do one thing and then they don't. I'm an extremely sex positive person. I think if you're old enough to have, to want to have sex, I mean, within reason, you're old enough to have sex. If you're old enough to be responsible about it, you're old enough to have sex. 
It's a body function. Humans do this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. If you can have sex with all the dick in the world, you can still do your, all your homework. And, 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 or you can play video games and do not do homework. Uh, uh, sex is not dirty. Sex is not bad. Sex is not. You can have sex with all the dicks in the world and is, isn't going to affect you? Then that's not very good sex. Correct. Fine. Haven't you ever heard of the thousand cock stare? Okay, guys, it's time for me to go to get dinner. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having us on. I or being on here, yeah. I should say, for talking to us. I'm Thanks glad you got to on and I appreciate, yeah. it. I appreciate you letting me get and I'm sorry that I got angry. No. This is so fucking core to me. I know. Um, I know. It's not something it's not something I can just calm down about. It's not Do you have one more thing that's about. the most important thing? Did did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? You know um, he didn't. You know he didn't. I probably did. I, I would have if I he was. He didn't. Him. No, he didn't. He didn't kill himself, Dave. Who did? You're not a feminist. You don't support me too. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And 9/11 was not an inside job either. And the moon landing actually happened. <laughs> well, no, seriously though. Thanks for coming on. Don't worry about. I. It's glad. I. Uh, you're very uh, authentic in your emotions, and I think everybody can understand where you're coming from with that stuff. I certainly can. So no worries about that. Thanks for talking to us, though. Uh, we'll let you go and uh, eat dinner. And eat dinner. Everybody else, thanks for. I'm glad, oh. I'm glad that you found a position where you can continue to do your work. Oh yeah. Did. So let me just put the stuff here. Um, so the website for Atheist Alliance. Uh, you know, it's really important, in my opinion, that we have a non-woke atheist organization. An atheist yeah. organization is about skepticism and not about intersectionality. So the website is atheistalliance.org. Please join. We've got important work to go to do and uh, we're doing it and we're growing the organization. So please help us out. Um, it's a tax deductible donation. Please donate a lot of money to atheistalliance.org uh, and to check out my website, firebrandforgood.com. Uh, firebrandforgood.com is where I have all the evidence about the Me Too stuff. Yeah, it's uh, lengthy. For good.com slash me too. If you want the specifics, you can hear the recordings. Of, you can hear Matt Dillahunty be so distraught about me apparently waking, uh, raping his wife that he thinks everything is cool. Um, and you can hear Neil Carey tell me that they're going to fire me without telling me why. Yeah. Because they wouldn't, they couldn't. Your um, name on Twitter is Mr. Atheist Pants. Yeah, yeah I did put that. I put that link in the yeah. description. Yeah. And uh, hopefully things will work out with the lawsuit. Uh, I hope you get some justice there. Oh, I, I, I'm confident. I'm confident. Uh, yeah. I into the details. Um, and uh, but uh, I am I am well versed in the law for a layman, and I'm confident. Talk to you all right later. on. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, thank you. Thanks. You know, thanks for having me on, and we'll talk to you next time. All okay. right. Thanks. Thanks, right, Dave. Bye. Have a good night. All right. Uh, so we're still live. I know. I'm just so like, I, I can't just the whole, the whole case. It just, the fact that so many people supported two women that were clearly fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, it doesn't surprise <laughs> For me. For teasing, I thought he would start laughing. I thought he'd think it was funny, but then I realized, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was not. <laughs> he was not. Holding. We didn't know. <laughs> The uh, it it just none of that none of what he said surprised me at all at this point. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's kind of just like par for the course. Right I did now. DM him and say that he never <laughs> that he never <laughs> saw.
Um, we did get one super chat. Some I saw go oh. by. Somebody asked if you have an Irish background, which we covered in our like pilot pilot. I our can, very I first can show my twenty three and me results at some point on my channel. Yes, I'm three quarters Irish, a quarter Swedish, and some of my Swedish hats German. If you go back to World War II, apparently my grandma hooked up with or my great whoever it was hooked up with a German soldier. I think it was my great grandmother. But nobody knew until I got genetic testing because he, the guy doesn't show up in our um, ancestry.com and I have over 7,000 members in my family tree. So yes, the O'Brien is my name, my last name. It's not a married name. A lot of people ask. So well, you I'm Irish given, and Swedish. Uh, you might've given Silverman a heart attack there, but I think you're winning over the chat a little bit with your trolling. Really? You're, you're, you're incessant too mean on him because he's been through a lot already, but you know, I, I like to fuck around. Yeah. Well, you're trying to keep it light too. And yeah, he was, yeah. he was worked up, but that was all good. I think I, I think I'm too, uh, I think I'm too believable. I, well, I was like, I was trying not to laugh too when he was getting angry. Like mm -hmm. I, I kind of was like trying to like pretend like I was coming down on you, but the whole thing yeah. was funny to me. So yeah, um, I, I feel. Do I feel like bad all the compliments though. People saying I look like I've had plastic surgery. Somebody asked last week if I had hair. What the hair extensions? Like I guess they. Oh, I dyed my hair gray. You didn't <laughs> notice it didn't pick up all over, but yeah, I did the gray thing because of Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, do you Keanu think that she dyed her hair? No, but if Keanu Reeves goes for grandmas with gray hair, yeah, so. I've never had plastic surgery, but maybe I will one of these days. I'll get like something weird. I'll get like spikes put across my forehead or something. Nice. Well, uh, <laughs> we should, let's, let's read a stoicism and call it a day because I got to get going. Yeah. I got to pack. Uh, by the way, for my your vacation going to be, yeah, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. So there'll be no videos um, for two weeks on my channel. I'm going to Guatemala. Yeah. Uh, and then we can bring up an incel. Or how about we bring on somebody who, yeah, we'll bring, we'll bring on someone interesting. Yeah. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. So we'll, uh, so November 12th, this title is the strong accept responsibility. If we judge as good and evil, only the things in the power of our own choice, then there is no room left for blaming gods or being hostile to others. Marcus Aurelius meditations. I like that. I think that's on par it's with like, my dogmatic accountability. Yeah. You have to take responsibility mm. for everything that happens to you. I, that's something mm. I believe in. Glad to see that uh, Marcus Aurelius was ahead of the curve on that. He beat me to the punch. Uh, all right, guys, thanks for watching. I do. I got to run. I got to pack for my trip, but uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Have a great night, everyone. Peace. Oh, yeah.